Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to uh, the podcast. Another week. We don't have a name yet. Nope. And nope. I, we're going to name it No Name. No Name. <laughs> no, just the No Name podcast. No, but I'm just excited to be here and continue in this discussion. Um, I have, I was just talking to actually somebody about this these discussions we've been having uh-huh. um, and just seeing them in my own life. <laughs> and I feel like we're just barely scratching the surface and what it means to live by the Spirit of God. Oh, um, yeah. And that this is like a discussion, I think, that... I know I'm going to be carrying on in my just everyday walk with the Lord. And I have seen dramatic shifts in change through repentance in just some relation in some of my relationships and just behaviors over the last seven or eight weeks. Cause we're ahead, you know? So, yeah. you know, I know, well, no, cause now you're listening to it. You're exactly where we're at. So, <laughs> right. But the last seven or eight weeks as we've discussed these things have just, it's been more than that for me. And how has it been for you in the last, I know it's not review time. Yeah, no, it just causes me to, uh, I think I filter, I'm more intentional about the way I filter things through in my life and how I respond to things. And um, I don't know, there's there's just something about the intentionality of of putting kindness at the forefront, Mm. you know, or, or small glimpses of like, wow, I am very different than I used to be. And that's encouraging. You know, um, an email that I get from a student that says, thank you for caring about me. And it's like, wow, I was in the most stressed out teaching season of my life. Mm. There was a kid that like it stood out to them that I took the time to like care for them. And and and, like I'm reminded of I feel like I would kind of barrel through life. Um, I love the people in my life and the friends that God has blessed me with deeply. Like I have some of the most amazing friends in the whole world. Like I, just as I, th- as I think about uh, some of the people I'm closest with and the friendships and stuff, but I am very much the kind of person where, um, you know, and I need to be better and do better. And, and so this isn't an excuse. I'm not excusing it. Um, but I'm very much the kind of person that's like, I get caught up in, in the rhythms of my responsibilities Mm. and and I don't go out of like I'll have the thought to do things but then I don't follow through Mm. um particularly with maintaining relationships I think the flip side of that is uh I think the ease with which I pick up where I left off with anybody um is is kind of what what offsets that like not going out of my way to stay in, in contact with people yeah. is that I can pick up with them wherever we left That's off. So, so there's that trade-off, but I, I definitely feel more, I don't know, like there's this intentionality in the way mm. that I'm living and kind of thinking about how I interact with the world around me, thinking about how I respond to to things and just, I don't know, I feel like I'm a little bit more immersed in, in my world versus mm. like just being, you know, blindly kind of stumbling forward and being okay with that yeah well and i i appreciate you saying that because for me it's it's done a similar effect Mm -hmm. in that like okay i want to read to you like because we were basing this whole series on this galatians chapter 5 verse Mm -hmm. and i was just really like wrestling through it Uh, this is so funny it's off topic because we're going to be talking about faithfulness but i think this might key in actually Ooh, i'm sensing it might this is so crazy (laughs) um and it and so uh, that's so funny um, I looked at though today the first part because we focus so much on verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control 
against such things there is no law. But right before that, which we haven't talked about at all in this podcast, but I know in other avenues we have, but verse 18, I'm sorry, verse uh, 16 says this, uh, but I say walk by the Spirit. So mm. he's setting us up in this like, okay, here's what this new life looks like as a Christian. Walk by the Spirit um, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And so mm. he's setting up this, almost like going back to the discussion we had last week about goodness, about there's a tree of life. And what yeah. God says is good is good. And there's a tree of life and death. And that that really is this trajectory of that you have this choice. You walk by the Spirit, and it brings about life. You walk mm. by the flesh, it's going uh, to... The, the, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So in this mm. new life we have in Christ, we want to do this living out a life that we're talking about. Like it, yeah. We are slower to make this decision. We're feeling you know, like, oh, this effect will actually produce not a physical immediate death in this person's life, but if I'm a jerk to them right now, it's going to stab at their soul, you know, yeah. and it, and you were becoming more conscious about that. And as we continue to grow in walking in the spirit and he goes on though, he says this, but if you are led by the spirit, you are no, not under the law. And then in verse 19 says, now the works of the flesh are evident. And I find it interesting. He uses interesting. He uses these words. Cause this is like where I think most Christians focus on mm-hmm. when you go to like growing up as a kid, going to church and like people, it, from the outside looking into the church go, oh, that's what the church is against. They know what the church is against. And I feel like we've been talking a lot about what we should be for. Yes. And I think um, that's part of what's been so refreshing about these discussions. Yeah. Is because I think for every single one of these things, there's a, there's a contrary to what it looks like. And Mm. I think we dive into that, but we don't harp on it. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. And he lists off and he says like, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And he goes on, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is the ESV version, but other versions will say those who practice, practice these yeah. things. And I think that that's the more, um, when you're looking at, um, the Greek, right? This is like, as I've, um, anyone who uh, uh, living that sort of thing or practicing these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And mm-hmm. I, and the reason why I start that, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. And so there's this contrasting where there's, that we're fighting out this opposing. Yeah. And the reason I'm talking about this is faithfulness and this journey that we're on that, yeah. um, for me, I, I've recognized that so often I, I looked at these outward behaviors, this jealousy or the, idolatry or the lustfulness or the sexual immorality, those types of things are easy, like easy, low hanging fruit that can produce death in your life. Yeah. That I think so often that if you don't do those things, Christians think they're good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that isn't, Mm. I don't see that as what Paul is trying to get at here. And this is, I think a lot of people may, I don't know if a lot of people would, this might be new ideas and new way of thinking about the scripture. Because often when it says you will not inherit the kingdom of God, what people automatically think, what do you think of when I say that? Like, I'm not going to heaven. Not going to heaven. That, and that's the generic most thoughts. Yeah. Oh, wait, whoa, I had sexual idolatry or sexual immorality. I'm not going to heaven. That's yeah. it's cutting me off. But the reality is, and this is like we're talking through like living a life for the kingdom of God, seeing the kingdom of heaven today, mm. that it's actually when you participate and practice those things, you're missing out on the, the very purposes and the way like that experiencing heaven here on earth today is that is that oh totally because to like i mean you could read a verse like that and then say well what about someone who puts their faith and trust in jesus but still struggles with or mm-hmm. is still practicing mm-hmm. x y and z yep. 
and see the Bible now is contradictory and you can't believe it, right. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. like, I think that you're very right. Um, especially look at, look at the fruit that's listed mm-hmm. and the idea that against these things, there's no law and you're not under the law if you're living in these things. Yeah. Instead, you're bringing about kind of, as you experience them, you are bringing about kind of God's kingdom or what citizens of God's kingdom, you know, that spirit mm-hmm. of God's kingdom yep. uh, into your life. And you mm-hmm. and you really do, I mean, it's an aroma, right? When we yeah. think about fruit, there's a flavor to it, but there's also an aroma to it that goes along with like, oh, are you, are you eating a pear right now? You yeah. know, or it's like, is that a peach? You know, like, yeah. like there's an aroma that goes with fruit. And I think that um, as we're living these things out, that, I mean, there's a, ta- there's some intangibles and some tangibles we see in our life, but there's a wake, right, to use the, the wake illustration that follows behind, mm-hmm. um, and the wake of, of living out or striving to, um, to walk by the Spirit yeah. and to not gratify the desires of the flesh is also very practically a way that God's kingdom does manifest because yeah. if I'm not, you know, X, Y, and Z from that list, I, I don't know. I feel like it leads to a simpler life. I, f- I have this picture in my head of like, of, um, I mean, have you ever like told a lie and then tried to hold that lie yeah. and then it gets more and more complicated? <laughs> like I have a coworker and she, one of her, her kind of s- statements is like, I don't lie because it's, I have a bad memory. Mm. And it's like, like you really, if you want to walk down that road and like lie about stuff, then hopefully you're really, you have a great memory because at some point the, you know, oh, the tangled webs that we weave, yeah, you yeah. know, in trying to keep track. And I think that, um, sure, our, f- our flesh desires, the things that like promise us satisfaction, um, like the things that we chase after, the empty things that we chase after for satisfaction um, create unnecessary complications Mm. in our day in and day out lives. Mm. But when we are trying to live simply and honestly and in a way that, um, you know, that elevates God's kingdom above our own kingdom, Mm. elevates um, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. When we're living in a way that elevates those things, Mm -hmm. I think, I don't think we're living any easier. No. But I think we're living simpler. And uh, there was a statement that I heard this week that, like, I've, I keep saying it to my math classes and, and some of my other classes, but it, I, it kind of resonated with me. It was this idea of, like, like, things don't get easier, you get better. Yeah. Like, this is not going to get easier. Don't expect this to get easier. Sure. But you can get better. Yeah. And it will feel easier because you're better. Mm. Like, li- like life, and mm. I've, I, you know, as I was chewing through this fruit of the spirit and some of those things, like, um, my life is a lot relationally at home and like, it's in the best place it's ever been. And it, my life has gotten easier. Now my life itself has not gotten easier. There's, there's difficulty and adversity and all kinds of things that, that you face for, because you're, you're drawing breath. Right. But, yeah. um, but I've gotten better at life, and because of that, mm. it's it's 
subjectively easier. Well, and it, this, and conversely, and this is, I think, why it ties into faithfulness. This is mm-hmm. why I think it's good to talk through these things. Because if we look at what we talked about, like that list of things, don't practice these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of ho- ho- heaven. Of Hoth. Of Hoth. <laughs> then, where's Hoth? Star Wars. Where, That's that the ice Wars. planet. That's right, the ice planet. I don't know why they call it Hoth. They should call it Cold. Cold. Yeah, anyways. Um, conversely, then, it's going to be true, like you're talking about, the other side. Yeah. So if we're practicing that, well, in the spirit, we have this new life we begin to practice, which will produce life. Mm-hmm. And in the word practice, that's why I love Jesus talked about putting into practice these things at the end of Matthew 7, mm-hmm. where he talked about the Sermon on the Mount. So it's 4, 5, 6, 7, which is really a lot of it, 5, 6, and 7, which is a lot of this life of what a life as a Christian and the mm. way he's living his life, if you want to model after him, this is the fruit of what a life looks like modeled after Christ. This is the way we, we live our life. You forgive and these types of things and mm-hmm. practice these things. And I love that word practice because there's no expectation of perfection. And, we, and the more we practice something, the more we practice something like an athlete, because mm-hmm. he says live out your Christian faith like an athlete. And I don't know what an athlete is like because I'm not an athlete. <laughs> but I could imagine. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. But if you practice something, you get better at it. Yeah. And your capacity to do more with it gets mm-hmm. better. And it becomes more natural you build fluency and you yeah exactly and there's this fluency that you build in that the longer you've been doing it the easier it becomes so that my hope is as christians and this is where i think most christians get it wrong in this idea of faithfulness Mm -hmm. in walking it out in the world and with people around them so i've been walking with jesus for like 20 years but i have so much sympathy and empathy for people who are just starting their faith out in like I don't know what it means. Like, what do you mean? Like, there's a list of things that we're supposed to not be practicing. Like, those are great questions. Let's have a mm. conversation. And like, and I think of like the guys at the skate park and going to the skate park. And I remember like the guys that were good, but not great, but they had this edge and this ego about them. So when the young new guys would come in, they just treated them like crap. Mm, yeah. And I feel like so often the church has created this culture where I've been faithful, quote unquote faithful, but I believe they're faithful for the wrong things. It's yeah. just motivate. It's just they're religious, basically, and they're they therefore then people were starting this practice, this journey of where they're practicing turning from one thing to the next on this new road, and they're stumbling, they're struggling, it's difficult, and instead of being there, and my hope is like this discussion is like, hey, come along with us on this journey. Yeah. Right, and I've stumbled, I've tripped on that. Right, come be an absolute mess with us as we fall forward. Yeah, that, exactly. And and it's but there is some things in my life where I've noticed, and that's going back to what we were talking about before, going through this series where my practice before used to be not doing some of those sins mm-hmm. or all of them, the whole list of things there. I don't know about orgies. I've never done an orgy, and I don't want to, but. You know, I'm just saying it's like there's this you go party, though, and have yeah. fun with a bunch of people. I don't know. But if you're going to join a cult, like, that's good. So that would be that would be the that. one you'd want to join. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Your I don't want to join like some <laughs> I don't want to join some cult where I'm like, well, there goes coffee and alcohol. Like, yeah, I want to take shrooms and <laughs> light things on fire light and things, just go crazy. Exactly. Just, naked, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> you know, like if I'm if I'm walking away, but <laughs> it's empty. It's all empty. But, you know, but you know, I, and, yeah, <laughs> and wherever we're at in that journey, it's it's things. However, we treat people because it talks about it's not just sexual beha- uh, behaviors. But it's also just the way we interact with people, kindness. Yep. We're dealing with anger, a whole bunch of stuff in that list. So yeah, yeah. It's there's something we're going to fall prey to. But for so long in my Christian life, it was not doing those things. Yeah. And it's I'm, by God's grace, moving into a place where not just not doing things, but doing things and how they're going to affect people around me. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, the people around me 
are going to be there hopefully forever. Yeah. And so is, is it, I'm building good relationships now that I'll get to hang out with people for, for this trajectory of life forever. That's, that's my hope. Yeah. Um, and so, and I like how you said it before, like it's simple, like before, like now your perspective, it's about the others around me. And, yeah. and so this idea of faithfulness and what we're talking about, like this fruit of the spirit of faithfulness, ultimately when I look at it, like I think of like, when I look in scripture, the Bible is pretty clear. Only God alone is faithful. And then yeah. we have our practices and trials of being faithful. And when you look throughout, like there's a couple of verses just about God's faithfulness, but they're all throughout. But in, here's one from Psalms for greatest is steadfast love towards us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. I mean, that's mm. a powerful, that's beautiful. And that poetry of God's faithfulness is all throughout. And he proves himself faithful constantly. And, um, for me, I'm thinking through, okay, well, if God is faithful and I strive in, in this new life, because outside of the spirit of living in the spirit, we can't be faithful. Mm. But if we begin to practice surrendering and practice it, the more and more we do it, the easier it becomes and we become faithful. But it's not for religious reasons, because if I'm looking at other people who are struggling, I'm not having an air of like my arms are, you know, like right. that, those jerk skateboarders at the park, but a genuine, Oh man, you just bailed so hard. I remember doing that. Like, yeah. Hey, you know, just hanging out and then offering advice, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Cause you have, you know, those guys, and then you have the guys that throw helmets at the, the new guys and that kind of thing. But, you know, and, and so for me, it's like our, I struggled for years, for years as a Christian. Is it okay to struggle with being faithful? Hmm. I don't know if you ever struggled with that. Does that, because I would look at the guys 10 years ahead of me, like at the skate park and go, I want to be like that. Yeah. But I'm, and I'm not, does that make sense? And yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around that question. And if that's, you know, I don't think, um, like overtly something that I've struggled with, but I'm trying to kind of think through my experiences. I think, and it might be my own insecurity because I soup like insecurity is a huge issue in my life. Mm. And so maybe when I look at other people and I'm like, Ooh, I'm not measuring up because I'm measuring my life to theirs. And, and their that's what, that's what kind of unsettles your, like, um, uh, your faithfulness or, or kind of like your perspective of well, your faithfulness on feel, yourself. That's exactly right. And I would yeah. begin to feel guilty. Yeah. You know, see what I'm saying? And like shame, because I don't have that level of what I thought was supposed to be faithfulness that they have. Oh, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think early on I had that kind of drive. Um, especially I really bought into the church as a, as a ladder to climb mm. initially. Okay. You know, and not, I think with the best of intentions, I, I don't think that I ever kind of looked at it as, um, you know, I think it was skewed because because it was skewed, but not because I was skewing it per se. Okay. Um, so, you know, you come into the church, especially as like a young worship leader or, you know, I was just a kid that played guitar and sang a little bit and, and that turned into, okay, like you can lead for the junior high group and then that turned into like, you know, occasionally taking, you know, doing high school or occasionally like big, you know, big church, we called it and those kind of things. <laughs> and there was very much like a like and let me not like dig on structure because organic things need structure. I think yeah. a lot of times we hear, oh, the organic church, the organic church. And you're like, yeah, well, that doesn't mean uproot everything 
because you're frustrated with the bureaucracy you've experienced in other places, mm-hmm. organic organic things need structure in order to survive. Like yeah. a, a tree still needs structure. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, trying to flip that on its head. And I think I kind of fell into that trap of that angst and um, and flipped the other end on the pendulum when mm. I kind of became aware of my desire for uh, climbing the ranks of, of faithfulness or perceived faithfulness within okay. the church based on the role that I played uh-huh. that um, I instead went, well, no, I, I don't even care and I don't want to do it. And I think I still kind of hold that to this day where okay. I'm kind of like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't care. Like I, like, I almost go out of my way not to sabotage myself, but to be like, nope, I need no recognition. I need no, mm. like, n- I'm good. None of it. Like, we'll just keep that on the down low. Got it. We're good. Uh, you know, like we prayed for, for Justin last week mm-hmm. and Hannah mm-hmm. and did a send off for them. Yeah. Um, and there was a moment where I was like, you know, just kind of the way that my transition happened, I don't think we did a send-off. Kind of like we didn't send you off at our campus. For yeah, we didn't, you know. <laughs> well, COVID. Well, That's the only reason why that Well, I happen, mean, but. and this year, I mean, that was a little bit different because it was a year commitment. <laughs> Got it. I mean, I, I, I ran that youth ministry for eight years. Mm. and You were faithful in that. And, but it's, and that was that tension in that moment where I was like, oh, gosh, like, kind of sucks. I don't, I don't really re- think we did anything, but then I remembered like we didn't do anything cause I didn't want to do anything. Like I, w- I wanted to keep uh, that under wraps. I w- not under wraps, but like, I don't want the attention. That's fine. It. Like I'm good. I came in, I did what I was called to do. I'm, and like any time that I catch myself feeling like that, like, Oh, but what about me? I, I nip it in the bud. Love it. And like, yeah. like I've just kind of been very cognizant of, any of those kind of seeds of bitterness or not bitterness, but like of um, well, the envy or like, like hey, I deserved this, yes, you know, yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. this and seed you, of like mm-hmm. of 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 deserving. Mm. And I'm now very much on this side of things. It's like, you know what? Like, what do I deserve? Death. You know, like, what do I have life? Anything mm. else that I get to do is is grace. You know what I mean? So, and you've moved from this from a, to a place where faithfulness just between where you feel like you're being faithful to the Lord. Yeah. And if you don't, if people don't perceive that faithfulness that Whatever. you're, it's yeah. <laughs> I go, don't on, care. go on, throw your shoulder. You know, yeah. I know. Buses. I know. I know. I'm right. Yeah. Before, before God, in terms it. of like my commitment to follow him. And yeah. if you want to question my motives and, or if you want, you know, and I think that was hard yeah. coming into a church plant yeah. and being kind of a new young guy that's that's helping to shake things up yeah. i'm like yeah. look i mean at the end of the day if you want to question my motives fine mm. like maybe this is just a place for me to play like if you want to perceive it that way but mm. i'm not going to let it get under my skin or bother me because like i'm i just kind of know i've made a commitment to serve here yeah. for the time that i'm serving here and when it's done it's done yeah. and it doesn't need to be a big thing and mm. and so i but it it was a series of heart heartbreak and tension and mm. difficulty and and frustration yeah and hard conversations that people had to have with me mm. people i remember m- one of my youth leaders missy um uh bailey sat me down one time because i was frustrated with the worship ministry and she said she looked me in the eyes and she said lenny who are you to say who god is or isn't going to use mm. And that he isn't doing exactly what he intends on doing with the people he has in, in leadership. And, like, that cut me off at the knees and, like, just brought me down so many pegs um, and and was a very hard conversation to 
to be on the receiving end of, but it was the most important thing I think I've heard in my, in, in being shaped for ministry. Like mm-hmm. that was one of the most shaping things because it, it made me go, you know what, <laughs> you're right. And like, oh gosh, man, you think about Peter asking Jesus about John and Jesus going, who cares? You follow me. Man, and that's after, how many times did he ask him, do you love me? <laughs> yeah. right? Now go feed my sheep and talk about being faithful. Yeah, just. That's such a good just passage. Go, just I wish I thought of that. Go be faithful, <laughs> you know so what I mean? Good. Yeah, don't worry about what other people are doing. You follow me. And, and that, I think we see that in Romans too, where yeah. it's, you know, yeah. don't take vengeance upon yourself, but yeah. leave it to the Lord. Sure. Vengeance yeah. is mine, declares the Lord. Well, you know, and like, yeah. it's just this idea of like, there's so many layers to faithfulness and where it applies. For totally. me, it's very practical within kind of the church world yeah. and ministry Or even world. work, too, because, like, yeah. the most practical way, I think, that we can look at not being faithful from this idea that we've been talking about, because I think there's another layer that we'll go to a little later because I'm going to force it to go there, but the first layer of this idea of faithfulness of, like, if you're not, as a Christian, people know you're a Christian at work, and if you're not faithful to do your job well— because you're on a team, you teach with other people, you have other things going on. Mm-hmm. It's gonna like it's gonna wreck your witness or the ability to speak into people's lives. Yeah. And I know for me, like I had that experience at work. Like I had somebody who was like a very verbal Christian at our job, and like they, I by God's grace, I was able to have. I was socially awkward, so there was less impact because of that. Because I, I was homeschooled, so I didn't oh, understand. Yeah. I don't you know, know how to talk to you, so here's a bill, here's a bomb. Yeah. So <laughs> when I, I would work, you know, so I'd escape by just I work really. Hard. So I had a good work ethic, but they'd come in late. They never you couldn't rely on this person. They would talk about their church and how they do this, this with church, and literally other people on our staff were like, "What's wrong with that person? Like, why can't that person be a Christian like you?" Yeah. <laughs> but it was wrecking because their lack of faithfulness in the workplace. Yeah. Of just honoring just the basic. Like, here's how we work on a basic level. Like, at least do that. Um, And that could wreck that. And I think, like, for me, though, that is, like, an easy, like, we do that in our marriages, you know, when it comes to being, you know, faithful in relationships with work and family and friends and, you know, um, even just fun activities. Like, if you're not faithful to, like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. And then don't show up. And you're sitting there with all your motorcycle gear and your friend doesn't show up. You'll still go take off. But, like, that sucks. Like, you didn't even faithfully show up to when yeah. we said we would or they're always running late. And, you know, those are things I think that are very much like, oh, we need to live humbly and simply in that way. Like, you're talking about and go, whoa, I didn't. Forgive me. Yeah, and own be honest it. about it. And own, own it. it. Or, and move ourselves into a place where our yes is yes and our no is no. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and I, and I think though, like that's a lot of times in the Christian world, this idea of faithfulness stops, but I think there's another layer. Like I was really thinking about this word faithfulness and I, and I took it apart a little bit more. And one thing that I saw that captivated me is that the word faithfulness can also look at as full of faith. Mm. Like this, I, which is true because ultimately the gift of faith is from the spirit. It's from the spirit of God and being full of faith is being faithful. So if you look at like yeah. the characters like Moses or Abram, like there was times where they failed miserably, Moses specifically, but other times they were faithful in that they go, God said to do this. Yeah, they I'm had to full send and just set out. Full send, yeah, right? Just, I love that yeah. word. Like, Yeah, this like full send idea of like sometimes with reckless abandon, I'm just going to step out and like full of be full of faith yeah. in this. Yeah, and I think practicing that, like those guys, their examples were super true. Guys, guys and women, like you read through Hebrews 11 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Fate Hall chapter. of Faith. Yeah, yeah, and it's like insane. And when you really read through and you look at the character of their life, <laughs> you're like, these are awful. Holy like, moly! How'd like, you make this list? You were awful. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm able to then look in the mirror and go, oh, despite or in spite those things, I can still be faithful mm-hmm. and trust the Lord with that. And I, I think Moses for me is my one of my most beautiful, poignant pictures of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Outside of Christ, Christ is the most faithful. And ultimately, even Moses looked to Christ yeah. for that um, fulfillment of. And like, there's a scripture here where he was Moses by faith. And I love this. My faith, Moses, uh, where is it? He considered the reproach of Christ. This is out of Hebrews 27, 11, 27. Moses considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. For he's looking to the reward by faith. He left Egypt. Mm. Like and that's that's Hebrews looking back and talking about Moses' life two thousand three thousand years before Jesus, but he's looking forward to this Messiah mm-hmm. and saying, I'm able to full send it now, looking forward to that thing, Jesus. Yeah. And what's crazy about the story of Moses is Moses can, didn't get to visit the promised land. Yeah. The entire intention of walking <laughs> in faithfulness was this delivery of at least Noah got to see the new land and the new world, right? Yeah. The, everything, you know. But Moses didn't get to see the promised land. And so missed it by that much, literally like a chin, (laughs) man. And I go, that sucks. But then I read fast forward 3000 years later in the new Testament, as Jesus is being transfigured with his disciples, who appears with Mm, Jesus to the disciples? Elijah and Moses. Yeah. There's Moses right there at the right hand or left hand of Jesus. As God is speaking these words of this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That's dope. Come on. And so even in Moses's lack of faithfulness in the midst of being faithful, I mean, he had the yeah. glory of God. I mean, he was face to face. Like I, he had the most intimate relationship with God, I think in anybody in all of scripture. Save for He's, Jesus. Yeah. Except for Jesus. <laughs> it would be Moses. And I know that David was considered a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Moses, I mean, he wrote the Pentateuch. Like the interactions. The yes. I mean, you're talking like to, yeah. even more than Abram. Like his interaction, Abram was clo- Abraham was close, very close to God. But Moses had such a different, where they're yelling at each other, like yelling matches. I mean, yeah. it's crazy to me. And yet he didn't get to reach on that promise for his lack of faithfulness. Hmm. But yet he experiences God for eternity and lives eternally with him because of God's faithfulness. Yeah. And for me, I look at because who did he look towards? Hebrews says he looked to Christ. Yeah. And so for me, as I think through in my own life, like there are times where God has asked me to do big things and mm-hmm. I full send it. <laughs> yeah. Full send. Oh, wait, sell everything and move to China? Yeah, China. I can yep. see it like you're like about to create. China. Full yeah. send. <laughs> you know, I was like, we're going to blind, almost blindly, six months, we just decided to sell businesses, yep. how, everything, get rid of it, sell it, give it rid of it, all of it. You know, oh, then move from China back to America with no job, no nothing. Okay, well, full send. But then God says, um, you know, I want you to work on forgiving this person. Mm. I don't know if I could forgive that person. Mm. I, I tell you, like walking and learning how to practice forgiveness has been harder in my life than full sense, sell everything, go to China and come back. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then the fruit, <laughs> though, of learning and practicing, like we talked about earlier, this practice of being faithful to practice. Maybe that's the best way to say it. It's like faithful to surrender to Jesus, faithful to surrender to him and trust him and make this new life has been more beneficial in my life mm. emotionally, which therefore then in turn spiritually, because those two things are tied so close together. They're not tied so close together. They are tied intricately together, yeah. intimately together. Um, has been worth every bit of 
the pain and the, the, the things, the hard going deeper in and, and trusting God in being faithful to deliver on what he says, mm-hmm. you know, so when he says, confess your sins to me, you're, I'm faithful to forgive. I love that. Right. Mm. Okay, cool. I'm forgiven. But if you confess your sins to one another, you will be, be healed. healed. Yeah. And that healing may not happen instantly, but you're on the road to healing. You're on this trajectory yeah. towards life and that that's the promise. But see, I, that's this faithfulness that he will deliver on that. And I'm going to trust so back, you know, back to like the definition of faith is um, what does it say in Hebrews? Do you remember off the top of your head? Cause I, I don't have it. In oh, front of faith me, is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. Oh, there he is. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Look at me go. Okay. okay. Yeah, if you're not watching the video, that was a straight pull right was, there. You got okay. it. And I'm like digging through and I had written it earlier. <laughs> I'm like, you got it. And that's that. Like you don't see the results of walking in that forgiveness that Jesus says, if you yeah. want to, you've, you've been forgiven, forgive. Yeah. And it's, it's a command. Like this is what we're to do. Practice people, forgive people. And it's, it, for me, it's, it, it it was, it's been a 10 year continued growing Mm. and realizing there's still behaviors in my life that show I have fully forgiven. And immediately by God's grace, I'm recognizing it before I behave and act in that way. Like you talked about earlier, where you see it before you're doing it in certain areas of your life. And that's that practice we've been talking about. And so for me, this faithfulness and seeing God being faithful, like in second Thessalonians, Thessalonians, it says that the Lord is faithful. He will establish and he will guard us. And that when we are faithless in Second Timothy, it says that he, being God, remains faithful. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, as I've been chewing through it this week, I'm stuck on this idea that like the level, like if, if faithfulness was a spectrum, the furthest degree of faithfulness is is proven by... The continued faithfulness in in the circumstances that are that that are unfaithful. So mm-hmm. like the like 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 it's it would be I'm trying to think of like like a, a more tangible. Um, it's like when the tangible kind when the of situation example. is super difficult to remain faithful to that is when you're most faithful. Or opposite of that. No, the the tr- the even deeper mark of faithfulness is not only remaining faithful in that, but when you experience unfaith like to experience unfaithfulness or like it's not reciprocated. When faithfulness is not reciprocated, mm-hmm. to remain faithful is a is like the deepest level of faithfulness. So, for and example, so, like my wife, who uh-huh. I know loves me, but loves the Lord more. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just being a jerk. And I haven't grown really in that area. So I'm not being faithful in our relationship, not mm. in. Um, well, what if you, you think, know, of, uh, think about it like oh this? Oh, my gosh, because I'm faithful to my wife, like, in marriage. Right. But, like, I'm not faithful to honor her in that moment. Well, let's go, let's go that, there. Let's okay. go to, I think, the, the strongest earthly covenant. Yeah, marriage. Is marriage. Okay. Right. And the, the highest calling in a marriage is the faithfulness um, to each other sexually, uh, sexually especially. Right. Cause right? what did Roman, we read that. And we would say like Galatians that said sexual immorality. Right. So if I had an affair, right. if I had sex with a woman outside of my wife, I've created adultery and, and I'm, I've broken so, that marriage bond and faithfulness in that. So yes. there is the most, I guess the most faithful thing that you could do is not break that bond yeah. and be faithful. An even deeper level of faithfulness okay. would be for you to have broken that bond and your wife to still 
be faithful to you and to work with you through that. So, and I'm p- thinking that's of, even that's like so. There's like yes. there's this faithfulness that walks hand in hand. Yes. But then, but then there's this idea of like, well, the further you stray from this, Ooh. the stronger the level of faithfulness has to be in order for it to that's really good. to counteract it yes. almost. Like it's like a counterbalance, and you know, I the not that. Not that we should seek faithfulness. I think that the the greatest blessing is in faithfulness is in that kind of like like not grandiose, but just that steady mm-hmm. like t- remaining faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't go out of your way to create those things so that you can prove faithfulness or whatever. But right. like um, at the scale of our relationship with God, yeah. then to um, to have sinned against an eternal, perfect, holy God. And to not be faithful mm-hmm. to an eternal, perfect, holy God, yep. then the we then are thrown at the opposite end of that spectrum of unfaithfulness, mm-hmm. and in being justified to leave us in our unfaithfulness. Yeah, and God's like totally but, justified to be like, nope, that's you screwed up, and that's it for you. And that's the definition of like the whole Old Testament. Yeah. T- I was literally just reading through the prophets, and Hosea is one of them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And yeah. God told him to go marry a prostitute yep. because that prostitute basically was like, this is an allegory and an analogy of how my people are being are have been wayward with me. Yeah. They have left me, and but I will love Hosea, you love her as a wife who's faithful, and you remain faithful to her, even though she will not be faithful to you, as an yes. example of my love. For my people, and that's what you're and isn't that about. exactly the contrast that like, me. like the depth of the level of faithfulness that exists from God yeah. toward us mm-hmm. is is unsearchable. It's unfathomable, yeah. and um, I think that that is the base note mm. that then carries us. In I mean, how often am I willing to squander? being faithful toward trusting God because the circumstances are not my ideal circumstances. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, there's a, there is this grandiose stepping forward that happens. I think there, are, God calls us into those moments where these big, like, okay, this is full of faith, mm. but I think there's equal full of faith moments in the little moments that sometimes we let slip by things like, I start to get anxious about um, about finances, mm-hmm. and uh, and a very simple act of faith is to stop myself there and go, Lord, I'm going to seek first your kingdom. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be diligent and and you know do what I'm supposed to do. But I'm also going to trust that you will continue to provide for me. Mm-hmm. And it's and a even muscle. beyond that. Then the deeper one in that is, if God says to be generous in a situation. To walk well, forward in it without... And be faithful of faith and go, okay, I'll do it. Yes. I'll give in this way and generously. And whatever that is, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's I, responding. It's res, it's in how we respond to the Spirit. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's you know, as we talked about looking at other pastors or other people mm-hmm. or this and that, kind of judging ourselves. I think the what we are called to and the measure of a person's faithfulness is not, you know, taking that and measuring it against someone else's faithfulness. Yeah. What it, what it truly is, is measuring how we respond individually when we're, when we're prompted by the Spirit or when we're prompted by God. Mm-hmm. The measure of someone's faithfulness is not in how many mission trips they've gone on mm. 
or in how many years they've served as a deacon or as, you know, the measure of a person's faithfulness is how quick are they to identify and respond to the prompting of the spirit when God prompts them. That's really good. You know, and like that's hard because it's intangible and it does. Now I can't look down my nose at you and Mm -hmm. and say, look at how much better I am than you. Yeah, and I think for me, I love that because I this last few weeks, it's funny because I've been talking. To, my kids will say, "Dad, did you read your Bible?" Actually, today I didn't. They can like see it. It's like eating healthy. <laughs> like the people who exercise a lot, you're like you could feel it. Like mm. in the people around you, you're like, you know, what's going on with your, you know, those things. And so, for me, another way to look at faithfulness is the way I've been looking at it in my own life recently is how much more. I mean, I don't know how to say it. Like, I how much more you have to rely on Jesus for everything. Mm-hmm. Like I literally am realizing, like I'm getting to the point where like I, if, if it's apart from him, I don't want to do it or mm. because it's in him. Can I only find true faithfulness and like the fullness of that faithfulness? Um, because ultimately the only person who's been fully faithful in the entire universe is Jesus. Yeah. And he's faithful from the beginning all the way through past the end into the new life that he's living, who imparts and gives us, the very word is very clear, he gives us this faithfulness. Mm. And it's like it's imparted to us. And so for me, this the layers that we talked about, the first layer of like the basic faithfulness of like work and, you know, these relationships and just not showing up on time or, you know, those things are like right. – can I just humbly submit those to the Lord? Those mm. are like easy things to pick off, but the deeper one is being full of faith. And that when he, and I loved what you said, it's like being spirit led and aligning so much of our will, that flesh that's battling against our spirit and practicing, listening to that voice, listening to the spirit of God in those everyday little things are actually monumental. They're huge Yeah, because it's not just, go free slaves from <laughs> Egypt like Moses did. But it's also Moses got in trouble because he hit the rock one more time. Mm. It was the little <laughs> thing. Think about that. It wasn't, oh, I can't do it. Oh, you want me to, the burning bush is talking to me. No, I'm stuttering. You know, no, it wasn't like, oh, you, and when he murdered somebody, Moses were murdered. If you get all those things, like it was because he hit a rock one extra time. Mm. <laughs> and God's like, no promised land. Sorry. I, he's just one Off too many. That's right. You know, and so I think like, well, how many little things like that have I missed when Jesus, I feel like the Spirit's like, go pray for that person. And I don't, you know, or, mm. hey, right now, the, this has been my practice this last week and being faithful to my family. It's been, which you know, this school, we're back in school. Yeah. So my wife, so it's just like, we felt like it was time. She's been teaching for the last 15 years, but kind of off and on or part-time tutoring. There was a part-time gig where, you know, in China, she taught math there, one, two classes. But like, we really felt like led that this was a season that she's to jump in full-time, mm-hmm. which means in which all three of our kids in the Zoom school, I mean, in school's insane. This right is now. the it's, worst time. Like it's the worst time to be teaching. Yes. It's <laughs> doubly worse to be teaching a full load your first, like kind of as a first or yeah. or restarting a first and year. And then having to like save all these files and upload to YouTube and Zoom. And like, so the, all the extra work added on to all the prep and yep. she hasn't even gotten into tests yet and grading tests oh, and all of that. I don't know how to do assessments yet. You know. Assessments. Yeah. That's the new word. Because she said assessment like three times. I'm like, what the heck is an assessment? That's like quarterly review. It's quarterly assessment. Summative or formative <laughs> or, yeah. Thank you, uh, you guys. But what I was getting at is like this season for me in faithfulness has been um, 
how can I serve my family? Mm-hmm. So the I felt like the Lord said to me, like my normal time to be faithful, Jesus was like, I would spend t- time in the morning reading my word and those types of things. And God's like, nope, like I'll do that. And I do that. But like the first hour and a half, two hours of my morning is simply how can I serve my family? Mm. Making breakfast, making sure lunches are made, getting all three kids out of bed so my wife can have time to roll out of bed whenever she wants, take a shower, like the zero, like whatever you need to make sure because you're moving in transition from not working to working this tough job. Yeah. I want to help her in this season. So my being faithful, and I felt like the spirit told me to do that. And it's like, hey, don't feel guilty that not you're re- not reading your Bible that you did during that morning time. You can do mm-hmm. it some other time. Like, this is what I've called you to in this season. So do that to your 100% best ability. And it has been freeing in that, like... It's how we respond to what we're given. That's yeah, it. And that's and that's the season of my life I'm in right yeah. now. And it'll come back to it one day that I'll get to get back in that routine where I get to enjoy reading yeah. and drinking my cup of coffee. But this season is embracing the chaos, yep. living in the midst of it, bringing as much gospel, all these fruits of the Spirit, living in it, not because I can't produce on my own. Literally, I'm waking up, God, I... <laughs> I, I'm asking for your help today because without you, it will be chaos. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like trying to get three kids out the door, <laughs> um, you know, to go to school when they don't want to, cause it's the first couple of weeks of school and it's zoom, it's new school. Everything's so hard right now. Um, that that's my ministry and God is blessing it. I feel like he really is. And my wife feels more settled that she can just do what she needs to do. I've been making dinner all week this week, except for tonight, you so know, good. and it's like, okay, Lord, this is what you called me to outside of my job that I have. This is what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying it, and um, kind of. Um, uh, but it's I'm enjoying the fruit of being connected to the Spirit. Yeah. And and it's different than like, oh, I read my Bible today. Now he's like, I didn't, I read it. I, it's weird to say I didn't read it, but I did, but not like, it's weird, because you have a routine, you get into a routine, mm-hmm. and that, the whole thing's thrown out the window. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And it used to throw me off, and now I'm like, no, because I'm doing exactly what I feel like the Spirit's led me in this yep. season, being faithful take a step of faith and trust in God to fill in. And he, and it's, he's, it's proving true. And, yeah. and, and it's a little thing, but it's not, I think it's monumental as we, we start the season out. So. Well, and I think we can't overlook the importance of the little things and how that not only develops our character um, for who we are, Yeah, you know, talking about even the little things of like, maybe listener, you know, you're like, Oh crap! I'm late to work every day, and I should probably just start yeah. leaving a little bit earlier to be on time or whatever, right? Yeah. And like, like that step of like faithfully responding to whatever prompt mm-hmm. is just as big and just as important as like maybe it's time for me to sell everything and go. Yeah. Maybe it's time for me to, you know, it's like. Um, so I would, I would say s- those little things are almost more important. They'll bring you to the big things. It, right, and that's maybe, the parable. Maybe not, because our faithfulness, like you said it, it's not about what happens on the outward. Right. It's because we know we're walking with this clear conviction with the Lord. Like this but is it, a good. But place if to we be. want those big things, because I think a lot of us are dreaming for the big things, but we're not taking care of the little things. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we're dr- yeah. and and Jesus gives us parables of those where yeah. he talks about like whoever is given, you know, a little and is faithful with a little will be given more, mm. and and. I think that there are a lot of us that have desires built in that, you know, we're not, we're not doing the work that it takes in the, in kind of the mediocre steps. Yeah. 
because we're so driven for the grandiose. And then when we, when, when we don't experience wow. the milestones or the things that we want, wow. then, we're, then, then we go, well, God doesn't want it for me. So I'm, as you're talking, I'm picturing just us sitting in the studio right now. Yeah. A year and a half ago when I showed up to this place, like I had this grandiose idea and God was like, you be faithful with the little. Yeah. And it's been. And that was it. I mean, that was. And God is being faithful in that. I, th- I think. Um, yeah, it wasn't ours. It was next door. The studio oh. next door. <laughs> this is Marcus. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Anyways, but like as you're saying that, those words, like for me, I'm like, oh, wow. Look, like I'm seeing glimpses of that. Okay. By God's grace, being faithful with what he's given us in this season. Um, and growing and the capacity and watching God grow our team. Like tonight was like, we had people from different churches coming here because they want to plant churches and using our facilities. Like what God is doing mm-hmm. something. And it's really cool. And it's because like a year and a half ago, we're like, okay, there's a couple of us young guys will come to this space that's in the middle of nowhere, the desert. And we'll be faithful with this little when I, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, and there's like, I think, I'm not downplaying the importance of like dreaming for the big yeah. things, no, but I think good. we're, we live in such a, uh, a culture that says, you know, get big mm. and do whatever it takes to get big, yeah. get, get what's big Swole. that we, that we look, that we overlook, you know, the importance and just the, the satisfaction that's in doing what it takes right now today yeah you know what i mean um so whether that's whether that's showing up week in and week out and just having conversations with one another and and dreaming about things but like holding it with an open hand or it's hey we bought mics maybe we should try this i mean yeah um there's all kind there's all kinds of different levels to it but but this idea that um i don't know i think i'm kind of landing on the faithfulness you're called to live out is not the the faithfulness I'm called to live out in terms of what it looks like externally. Mm. Really, the mark of faithfulness is how willing are you to respond to to whatever it is that's inside of you that's prompting you, mm. whether that's looking at dishes in the sink and doing them, yeah. or looking at at someone who's homeless and uh, you know um, offering them a meal, or yeah. you know like like whatever it is. So in a sense, faithfulness is practicing the small things that God is leading us to do and trusting that he will deliver if and when he chooses to deliver and holding fast to those promises. Yeah. And, and it's just being faithful to hold fast to the promises that he will deliver. Yeah. When without when having an agenda for how that delivery and it just plays out what, what it, it looks like. I love it. Well, and it's crazy is I, um, like in this season, like th- that's a good word for me in this season. Cause I look back in this last year and a half of my life and it's the, it's been, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful without really knowing. Like that's kind of been this pulse and things that, and it's funny, even taking this job, they asked me like, what's your plan to grow this church? And I was like, I have no idea. Like <laughs> I've never done this before. And like, but by God's grace, a gift that he's given me is I a life marked by faith, like big steps, like taking steps of faith. So are you willing to take this journey of faith? Yeah. And with this idea of like big thing in the end, five or 10 years from now, like it's being faithful in the little every day when God says to pick up the phone and call that person. Mm -hmm. And they literally say this, like 
I cannot believe you just called me. I feel like it was God that you just called Ugh, me. I've had a handful of those. Yeah, and it's just like, from friends, not even me making the call, but people mm-hmm. that have called me. It's like, gosh, I needed. And that those right are the areas that I think as Christians we got to be faithful in. Yeah. And moving past, like we talked about that first list of things, being so worried about not doing those things, but being faithful in pursuing the other. Yeah. And the fruit and bring, well, and it's, to bring life. Uh, I wanted to kind of pull this illustration when you talked about that verse of like the things of the flesh are contrary to things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't, it's like taking two ends of a magnet and trying to stick them together, like the same polarity or whatever. The two positives or two negatives. And they just, they won't. Yeah. They do not, they repel each other. Mm. And I, I feel like repel is probably a good word Mm -hmm. for, for kind of, if I'm pursuing those things, it's repelling the practice of those things is repelling the practice of the other things in me. Such a good word. And then um, this other idea of, um, I think I lost it, but I don't know, repelling and uh, maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I can't think of it. But Sorry. Dude. No, 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 no. Well, we're getting tired. I think we're getting close to the end. Probably too, wrapping up. But yeah. I mean, really what it boils down. And I love what you're talking about, like the repelling um, is that they, 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 oh. they, oh, yeah. I thought of it. Cool. The other, well, mountain biking. I love okay. mountain biking, yeah. dirt biking, those kind of things. And one of the first things you tell people when you take them or one of the things that you really need to learn and retrain yourself on is where you look. Mm. And this idea of like where you look is where you go. Okay. And so focus on, you're, you know, you're supposed to focus on part of the trail like 20, 30 feet ahead of you mm-hmm. and look past the stuff that you've already seen because your brain's already processed it and you're already going to navigate it. Mm. But you have to learn how to, you have to learn to trust your body that it's going to do what it's supposed to do and it's going to get you to that next point. And you're always looking ahead and not getting fixed on what's right in front of you. Same mm-hmm. thing with snowboarding or skateboarding. Yep, yep. Uh, when, you know, when you're doing rails, mm-hmm. um, when you get on the rail, you're supposed to fix your eyes on the end of the rail because that looking at that end point is mm-hmm. how you maintain balance. Yep. And, and Surfing is the same way. You look at your down the line. Because yeah. you look right in the front, you're going to go straight under and you get sucked up by that wave. Exactly. Just, <laughs> and so I think, but it doesn't feel natural. It feels right. natural to look at what's in front of me. Yeah. It feels natural to look around or to look. And, mm-hmm. and um, this idea of practicing these things mm-hmm. and faithfulness mm-hmm. is to fix our eyes on the target, yeah. to fix our eyes on the author and perfect of our faith. Mm. And that, like, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all yeah. these things will be added to you. I mean, there are so many illustrations in Scripture that, that shed light to this idea that, like, faithfulness is responding in the moment, but it's also looking ahead and trusting and walking forward. And, like, just allowing God to guide that process and trusting him in it. Amen. You know? So... Ding, ding, ding. I got it. Yeah, that That's was it. it. I'm glad I, I thought it. of that last one. But That's so good. And so with that, um, I think that that's a good practice for us this week is being faithful in those little things. We hear that voice to go and do the dishes, to go and but do it out of a, lo- a, a motivation of like, Lord, I need your help. Like, Holy yeah. Spirit, teach, show me what you're wanting to show me in this way. And then when we don't, being humble and going, man, me, my lack of faithfulness in this area. Has what a good me. reminder of God's faithfulness to us anytime we're not faithful. And then it reminds us of his faithfulness. I love and it. And we, we can rest in his faithfulness right. to us, like Moses. Because um, we're not responding faithfully in an effort to obtain his love. Or it's already fix it been ourselves. To yeah, totally. It's not even being oh, faithful. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, um, with that, though, next week we're going to look at gentleness. Um, 
I'm still like mulling over some of those things. I thought you were going to say wrestling with, and I was like so excited for the pun or for the, you know, re- get it wrestling with faith, with gentleness. Oh. You're going to can't wrestle with gentleness. Ah, crap. All right. Well, that's the, that's the night your for dad us. Jokes. Yeah. So we're going to say Lenny dad jokes. Are- so bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to remind you as well. We really would love to continue to interact with you. So you can DM us, message us. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also have a couple more weeks vibes merch. Cool the merch. link is somewhere, somewhere um, in below in the description. Um, you can click that and get that. Um, super fun. And I think I've got one or two stickers left still. So right. just message me and I'll mail you one. So give me your address and I'd love to mail one out. I had one person respond. So it's on my cents. list well, of well, it. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we'll do that and we'll get that out to you guys. And um, we're going to continue to be faithful in uploading these podcasts. I think That's we're, right. we're having a lot of fun doing this. So I think so. We're seeing some fruit. So, well, we'll see you guys next week. Love you. May God's grace and peace be with you. Be blessed.